Hi there. Have you ever wondered which of India's prime ministers was the best at managing the economy? I often think about this, but sadly, most of our prime ministers have been pretty terrible at managing the economy. Starting with Nehru, he kept foreign policy with himself and he was a complete disaster at geopolitics. Almost all his choices were wrong. At a time when countries in Europe were being built up by the Marshall Plan, countries like Japan and Korea were receiving lots of investments from the United States, India preferred to stay away from capitalism and therefore pretty much pushed ourselves into the bottom of the heap as far as the economy was concerned. But having said that, despite his geopolitical mistakes, the economy himself within India he managed as well as anybody else could have managed. Despite the straitjacket, he did set up good public enterprises, good education systems. He reformed the banking sector. So whether we give the credit to Nehru or his cabinet members, the management part of the economy was done well. The choices, of course, were wrong. Lal Bahadur Shastri is a non-entity. His main mistakes were not signing the non-proliferation treaty as a nuclear weapon state, which he could easily have done because Nehru had restarted the nuclear program after 1962 war. He was also anti-capitalist and anti-business. Indra Gandhi had a pretty checkered career. She nationalized the banks, which made some kind of perverse sense, but its main purpose was to kind of commandeer all the money in the economy for her own political party. She's the one who set up the license permit Raj, whose purpose was corruption. So she pretty much ruined the country's economy throughout the 60s and early 70s. Strangely, during the emergency, the economy did rather well. Her strict authoritarian approach caused the growth rate to grow up to around 10% in one of the years, which is pretty high for the mid-70s. She also undertook some liberalization in the early 80s, but despite that, her contributions to the economy were largely negative. Morarji Desai and his successor were, of course, complete disasters and made the oil shock of the late 70s even worse with their terrible decisions. That included the first demonetization and complete anti-business attitude. It threw out most of the MNCs who were there in the country. Rajiv Gandhi, however, emerges overall in the positive. He's the one who did something which made India come out of the terrible situation which her mother had pushed it into. The Indian middle class could at least buy a car or some kinds of color televisions and electronic items which were largely invisible in the 70s. Then we had the VP Singh government which was a complete disaster. Chandrasekhar tried to rescue it. He did make Yashwan Sinha the finance minister and he did reasonably well. But by and large, it was the Janata Dal government of Murarji Desai all over again. Narasimha Rao was a true liberalizer and 
we owe it to him that India opened up. But his liberalization lasted only for two years. As soon as India was out of the hole that his predecessors, the Janata parties, had left the country in, he immediately stopped the progressive reforms and went in for the usual Congress chronic capitalism as well as the real estate uh, overinvestments which have always characterized the Congress regimes. Starting from the 60s and 70s with Indira Gandhi, this pattern of funding political parties via real estate control, zoning laws and corruption completely overheated our real estate sector in the 1993 to 1995 period. So while Narasimha Rao gets the credit for starting economic reforms, his later mistakes from 93 to 95 completely negated whatever positives he could have done and pushed India into a prolonged 10-year depression. IK Gujral was a complete disaster, but the person after him, Deve Goda, is probably one of the least appreciated economic reformers of all because the credit went to his finance minister, which was P. Chidambaram. He gave us the dream budget. The disasters created by the over-investment binge put India in a very tough situation from 95 to 98. But there were some creditable tax reforms under Chidambaram, which make him one of the second architects of Indian reforms after Manmohan Singh under Narasimha Rao. Vajpayee was, of course, the best at managing the economy. He sold off the public sector enterprises, privatized, reduced tax rates, reduced interest rates, and by and large, he set the uh, stage for India to do well. Whatever good has happened in India in the last 20 years, it has to be credited to Vajpayee for his excellent economic reforms. Manmohan Singh became Prime Minister after that. He could easily have done the reforms which Narasimha Rao did not let him do way back in 93 and 94. Sadly, both his finance ministers, whether it was Pranab Mukherjee or Chidambaram were both more interested in cutting his legs down under him rather than doing anything good for the economy and the UPA 1 policies were terrible but people never noticed it because the good economic management of Vajpayee made sure that India was coasting along to a bright economic future. The economy was growing in leaps and bounds it only emboldened the UPA1 to do corruption and the policies which they sowed reaped the disasters which came in UPA2. So although the graph of GDP growth was very high during UPA1, it was built on the shoulders of the reforms of Vajpayee and the policies of UPA1 were not good. They were back to the tax and spend socialist ways of Indira Gandhi and the consequences were a real estate bubble followed by a collapse and a prolonged recession which lasted or rather is still lasting till today. Modi came with much promise but 
he also followed the high tax and spend policies which the UPA 2 and UPA 1 had adopted. He didn't cut the tax rates. He had a largely anti-business policy, mainly suppressing the corrupt chronic capitalist companies of the Congress regime. But then nothing much came up in their place. Demonetization, of course, was a complete disaster. The GST was good, but the rates were too high. And so the Modi governments have been no better than UP1 and UP2 when we look at it from a distance. So Vajpayee government stands head and shoulders above all the others. They manage the economy best. The only other people whose head comes slightly above the negative are Devi Gauda, Rajiv Gandhi and the first two years of Narasimha Rao. Economic policy is always very simple. You have to be pro-business, respect your businessmen, but have tight regulation to prevent over-investment, corruption and other such problems. Have a low tax rate, have low interest rates, do good amount of deficit spending and allow a little bit of inflation, 5-7%, to there is nothing wrong with a growing economy having 5-7% to inflation and you have to sell your public sector. So tax cuts, rate cuts, sell the public sectors, deficit spending. It's still not too late for any government including Modi to do these simple four things and get the economy back in shape. Here's hoping for the best. Thank you for listening. Have a very good day.